got more jazz superstars on the way, folks. Gooey Martin, Willie Mims, Drop Jaws Turner, Sketch Friendly, Tootsie Childs, Sammy Biltmore, No Talent Jones, Anwar Benitez, Bossy Marmalade, Bad Check Mazursky, Ray Ray Takamura, Shaky Premise, Fuzzy Crouton, Richard Sakai, The Premarital Sextet, CSI Miami, DW Jitters, The Chub Group, Cantaloupe St. Pierre, and many, many more funny names. Episode 45. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Don't judge us. We can't help ourselves. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And all we need to function, Brad, is a $5 pizza from Little Caesars and a case of Diet Coke, and we are set to go. I'm... I'm on cloud nine. That's how that's how we make this show. Cheap pizza and cheap soda. Well, not cheap soda. We get name brand soda. Yeah, Diet Coke. Regular Diet Coke. Not but, like Diet do, Diet Dr. K. <laughs> or um, K-Cola. <laughs> or a Diet or Shasta. Shasta. Hey, well, it's a name brand. Yeah, it's not a very good name brand. But I always love some of the names of those off-brand sodas like... like um, Mountain Lightning isn't that the name of of Mountain of of the Mountain Dew version Walmart's Wa- Mountain Dew version Walmart's uh well the Walmart's version of Dr Pepper has had two names the first one was Mr uh, Sanchez no <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't go over very well so they no. changed it too no it was uh one of them was Southern Lightning and uh now, I think called, that's Mountain Dew. Is it, is it called Dr. Light. Thunder now? Oh, yeah, it is Dr. Thunder. Southern Lightning. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's that, I'm I'm thinking Dr. Pepper, their Dr. Pepper flavor used to be called Southern Lightning. Dr. But, Lightning. But their Mountain Dr. Dew Thunder. was something weird. Yeah. M- morning Mist. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a you know what? That bathroom would, spray. Yeah, that would make a great list of off-brand sodas and just read them one after the other after the other. That would be pretty that funny. That would be, be pretty funny. Like, like, what is this equivalent to? Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Thunder is is to Dr. Pepper as <laughs> Morning Mist is to Mellow Yellow or whatever. Well, we were on a tangent today. We've had quite a day. Yeah, this has been pretty nuts, though. We, we um, you know, this is one of those those uh, times where we're recording several uh, episodes in one evening, and uh, we're having equipment issues, but I think I think we're all set up now. I think we're okay. So uh, Brad, I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm underwater. Why? I don't know. I just feel like I'm trapped underwater. Hmm. You know what? I feel like that. <laughs> Last girl I dated felt that way too. Dun, 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 dun. It's because I was though. She was. It's the comedy train, Woo-hoo. and we're making a stop on your iPod. Since you got, I don't that even new- know what that t- 
TikTok has anything to do. Since you got that new computer, all you want to do is play um, um, sound effects and um, and uh, free sell. I have never been more ready in my entire life to do this right now. Never. No. So what are you reading these days, Brad? Let's talk, let's talk comic books. Let's good old-fashioned comic books. Comic books? I'll tell you something I picked up recently. I've got my little stack here. I want to read that. Um, I'm almost done with it. I'll give it to you. Uh, Marvel Team Up, the first volume. Essential volume. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's just good Silver Age fun. I've been told that as a Spider-Man uh, fan, that's some essential, essential Spider-Man reading. Um. Uh, yes, they they talk about the death of Gwen, Gwen Stacy in here. Oh yeah, and you see uh, Peter on a date with um with Mary Jane in this. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Several issues I'll later. To, I'll need to read that. I uh, just finished Sword of the Atom, an old four part series that came out I think in the eighties. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Gene Loring is in here. This, these are this is DC by the way. Is that Ray Palmer? Yeah, Ray Palmer, and uh, Gene Loring. Um, she is. You know, she's a Calypso now in the DC right. universe, and she's the one that was behind... Um, Spoiler uh, alert! Thank you. Uh, behind Identity Crisis. Right. And uh, she does not come across very nice in this. Really? She's a very are, selfish Are selfish they married? Woman. Yes. It's Ray Palmer, right? Yeah, Ray Palmer. This is by Gil Kane. Did he write it or draw it? Um, let's take a look. Art Gil Kane. That's interesting that they credited him first. Hmm. It says, on the top, it says, by Gil Kane and Jan Stranad. And then on the inside, it says, Art Gil Kane, story, Jan Stranad. Now, you'll notice I only have one, two, and four. Um, I Online, I ordered what I thought was the missing issue, three, but it turns out it's a special. Uh-oh. And as I was reading this, when I was, I was reading them in order, this didn't make sense, and then I realized it's a special. So, But I was still able to follow the story very well, and... uh you know, I picked it up in, in quarter bins here and there, and, um, you know, if you ever see it, I think it's traded right now. It's worth reading. It's Is that really the Adam? Good. That's the Adam, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. That's, that's when, Ray Palmer? That's Ray Palmer. It's kind of a different costume than what yeah. we're used to, huh? Yeah. Look at him. He's riding a frog. <laughs> Everyone in there rides frogs. That's sweet. It's it's a very cool, cool Honey, story. Honey, I shrunk the superhero. I mean, basically, he, uh, him and his wife have a huge argument, which is her fault. That's kind of his fault, too. It's everyone's fault. In fact, I can show you the page where it happens. Right. Oh, 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 ooh, uh, ooh, uh. Basically, Ray sees his wife kissing another man. Uh-oh. And so they have an argument about it. And she's that like, little trollop. Yeah. But so she's always been a troublemaker. When did this come out? 1983. Yeah. I'd recommend it. It's really good. Cool. Um, and then something else I just finished, which I have to say the story was a little juvenile, but I picked it up because Dwayne Cook did the covers. Well, Bugs Bunny is usually juvenile. <laughs> uh, it's a series called Bad Girls. <laughs> on, on the first three, it says one of six, two of six, three of six. And then on issue four and five, it became four of five, five of five. Oh, they cut it by one issue. <laughs> yeah, right? they cut it by one issue. What is uh, this? Steve Vance, uh, written by Steve Vance and Jennifer Graves. I really like the art in this. Yeah, that's that old, that old, um, that's that Cal Slayton, Paul Dini style of art that you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G- good call. Yeah, exactly. Very simple lines. And um, what's it about? Um, here's where it's kind of juvenile. So it takes place in a high school situation. New girl comes to a new school, and she's trying to fit in. 
And um, the popular girls don't really want anything to do with her because she's new. But um, uh, slowly they start to develop superpowers. And they don't even question that they have superpowers. They figure that they get it just because they're they're good-looking girls. You know, that that's kind of their reasoning. Go, 2003. Oh, well, we're, oh, we're pretty, so, yeah, we should have superpowers. And yeah. they go shopping and stuff like that. Well, it turns out there was this nerdy boy who had been working on a formula to make him strong. Oh, yeah. And he had figured, it, he had figured out how to make the formula right there. Yeah. But uh, it only worked temporarily on males. It works permanently on females. Oh. So by the end of the book, um, all these people who were the, the new girl and the popular girls were butting heads a lot. And by the end, they're all... F- they had to rush it, of course. They all had to. Uh, they were all friends, and now they work for a secret organization fighting crime. But it never went anywhere. It was just this five issue series. But it was fun. Uh, you know, the girls are very catty. Hmm. And um, you know, I it was in a twenty five cent bin. I thought, eh, why not pick it up? Jennifer Graves only did the art on the first issue. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it does change just a little. Even though she's change. like, it's a, it, she's like credited as co creator with mm-hmm. Vance. And she I, only did the first. She only drew the first issue. Because if you look, if you look at the second, the second one, uh, the style. While it's similar, this is more to Cal Slayton type. Yeah, of you're right. Stuff. You're right. It is. This is a little more dark and grittier. I mean, the inks are a little more uh, heavier in issue one, as opposed to the other ones. I wonder why. Um, I wonder why she didn't finish. Go to in, go to uh, go to uh, Comic Book DB while we're on here. See if you can find what she's done. What else she's done? You see, these are a little more brighter. These almost remind me of like something Bruce Tim, Tim would do. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is traded. I've never seen it anywhere. I never heard of this. Yeah. So it, it just piqued my interest. Um, it looks like the last thing that she did was either Bad Girls or JLA to Z, number three. I had that. She probably did some of the... um. Some of the, because uh, there, there's a whole bunch of profiles in there. She probably what did some of the profiles. What is JLA to Z? It's it's just a, a three part encyclopedia that's uh, all about the JLA and it does profiles. You know how I like those. those oh uh, yeah, she wasn't the only penciler on it. There's tons of them, but yeah. she drew somebody, I guess. Oh, I guess this wasn't her calling then. I mean, Complex wasn't her calling. I guess not. And but she'd done some things before then. Mm. Let me find that again. She'd done uh, Batman Chronicles, Birds of Prey. Gotham oh. Girls, Robin, Supergirl Plus. Gotham Girls? Yeah, Gotham Girls. If I remember correctly, that was an online comic book or an online series based on the Bruce Tim Batman animated series. And I want and I think they made it into like one or two issues of comic books. It's a it looks like there's five issues. Okay. Um here's the cover. And you can tell that's yeah. that's her stuff. Yeah, that's her style. Look, it's five issues. Okay. And it looked like it was, uh, it looks you like know, like one. Harley Quinn, yeah. Catwoman, Poison Ivy, just different of those, you know, yeah. girl um, from Gotham. Girls, Gotham girls. Gotham girls. Are you still going with the countdown? I am. I gave up after 26. I'm not, I'm not ordering anymore. Really, I heard that 26, once people read it, they're like, okay, now finally this is starting to make sense and now... And I care about it. How how far along are you on 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 your reading? I mean, have you are you up to twenty six yet? No, I don't want to spoil it for you. But I'm probably back around thirty one. Okay, uh, you know uh, this isn't going to spoil I know anything. Twenty six just kind of recaps everything yeah, that's, that's happened. That's all it is. It's it's just a recap issue. But I couldn't tell you. 
what's happened. So are you digging it? Are, are you digging I like it. Uh, for me, it's just... I liked it more when it first started, mm-hmm. but it's kind of it's kind of gotten a little boring. Mm-hmm. But I find it easier to understand than I did 52. For me, it's very... You're, you're getting all these little fractured storylines that I... You know, I read it each week, and I'm like, okay, well, now Jimmy Olsen's doing this. Well, now he's doing that. Well, you know, he hasn't really learned anything, and neither have I. Um, you know, it's a mis- it's just this mystery that continues, and if there's clues in it, I'm not picking them up. Or, but it, it seems like it's just constant discovery on all the characters' parts, and some characters are more interesting than others. Jimmy Olsen's more interesting. Mary Marvel, I'm not really... You know, it, it seems kind of interesting. She's she's turning to the dark side, but it, it's it's kind of like it doesn't seem to be happening naturally. It seems kind of forced what she's going through because she's she's showing. It does energy. seem a bit forced. Yeah, and I can't even tell you what Holly Robinson is all about. I mean, that whole she Amazon in, thing. She was in Catwoman, I think. Yeah, the Catwoman book, and I don't, I don't know much about it because i haven't read it but yeah and then the uh the challengers that whole thing that does have some interest to me but they're just there's so much discovery on their part right now that part is kind of fun but uh overall this this the whole series just is, is leaving me kind of uninterested and you, you know if it does pick up i'll just wait for the trades and pick them up because it's the last two trades anyway you know, if they do the same thing that they did with Fifty Two and just yeah. break it up, I'm sure they will. Um, the I, I've heard DC talk about, uh, yeah, you know, Countdown is it hasn't really been we haven't been able to do with it what we wanted to from oh, the really? beginning. Well, like for instance, with uh, Kyle Rayner mm-hmm. in the Sinestro Corps war going on in the Sinestro Corps war itself. As far as the books that have been published to date, um, Kyle is not to the point that he is over in Countdown. Okay. In fact, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't remember if it was one of the issues of Countdown or if it was another book that said, oh, by the way, this happens after Green Lantern 25. So the Sinestral Core War kind of grew and kind mm-hmm. of took a life of its own Mm -hmm. and obviously it kind of messed with the scheduling of where they wanted Kyle to be in countdown. So, you know, kind of got away from him a little bit and that's kind of confusing to some people. And so, uh, you know, these these weekly books are an experiment, you know, apparently they successfully did it with 52. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know why, I think I've said this before, but why I think 52 worked is that everything you needed to know in 52 was in there because everything had jumped a year ahead. Okay. So, um, because Countdown being the spine of, of 52, you know, these stories are, are going kind of in order with the other titles. Yeah. So, you know, little Jimmy Olsen might be here in Superman, you know, uh, the trickster and, and, uh, the Pied Piper might be in Flash. So, you know, uh, these characters are being peppered around while the, while the whole universe moves forward. 52 was its, was its own. Right. It thing. was separate. The only story that had to be told was that, was story. in that weekly book. Yeah. Whereas now they have to coordinate. You know, what happens in Flash with what happens in Countdown. Mm-hmm. 
obviously they haven't been able to contain the Sinestro Corps storyline, and so Kyle's back in Countdown, you know, a month ago. He's already, mm-hmm. you know, that part of Countdown takes place after Sinestro Corps War. So, yeah, it's kind of gotten out of their hands. But, I mean, I'm still liking it, but. Um, well, hey, we got some voicemails? Yeah. Let's play some voicemails. All right, let's see here. Uh, and guys, thanks for calling. Yes, thank you. Here's one from Austin King, Armyok. Hmm. We're right about. Is it buffering? Yeah. Hey, Brad and Frank. It's your friend Austin Armyok on the forums. Um, you know, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing a great podcast that uh, that entertains us all. Hi, Frank. Uh, You're welcome. All together in a spiritual sense. And um, also, I just wanted to ask you guys if you ever just sat around and wished that Lost would come back on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I'm doing right now. So I hope y'all are having a great day, and I hope that I haven't made you sad by making you think (laughs) about how long it'll be until the next Lost episode comes on. Mm. But at any rate, you guys stay happy, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Train wreck. Train wreck. Now, it sounds like this... Voicemail's over, but it's still going. Wait, wait. You ever try to hit pound on your cell phone, and there's like you pull it away from your face, and there's a bubble popper game on the screen? And you can't <laughs> hit pound or find the pound key. That just happened to me. Dork. Well, I'm sure we'll get it now, won't you? Probably. And I'm still looking for the pound key. Hold on, I'll Come find on. it in a second. Hold on, keypad. Yeah, see what? Nice. <laughs> Obviously, he found it. Thank you, Austin. I'm jonesing for Lost to come back. And you know what? It's it's probably I've heard rumors that you know I think they were scheduled to do like weren't the like remaining seasons issues? supposed to be 16 episodes like in th- in three more seasons? Right. Well, now I'm hearing because of the writer strike yeah. and stuff like that that it, it may be a very a very a shorter season. They have eight already. Made, oh, they do. Okay. And I think I think I heard the same thing you did. I think if the strike doesn't get settled. There will only be eight episodes this season. Hmm. Frustrating. These people don't understand what they're doing to us. <laughs> you know, what? what is their problem? What is their problem? What is their problem? Hey, guys, this is Skyhawk from the forums, and I just want to let you know that I could listen to your podcast of a half hour of Homer quotes. Uh, just when you guys were doing your Freddie Williams uh, interview and you started playing those, I realized that I could just sit there and listen to a half-hour Homer. Maybe you guys could talk once in a while, but mostly Homer. Anyway, I'll catch you later. Bye. The, you, then, Skyhawk, then you would have loved the top of the show where we yeah. had uh, Krusty the Clown reading off the funny, funny jazz name. That was pretty That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, we should do a show where it's nothing but audio quotes. That would be boring, I think. I don't know. This guy, Skyhawk, would like it. <laughs> That'd be an then experiment. Again, it would be, you know what would be fun to do is like do a whole show of movie quotes and TV quotes, but the one they actually like sound like a conversation. Oh, that'd be a lot of coordinating. Yeah, I don't know that I'd have it in me to yeah. to do all that. It would still be cool, though. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got a episode from uh, an episode. We got a uh, voicemail from Wraith. Oh, okay. Wraithmaker? Yes. Raphael. Oh, Do you know Raphael's be... his real name? Yeah, he asked me to be on his podcast in a couple of weeks. Cool. Talk about The Simpsons. Geeks Unite? Yes. Awesome. You're a little jealous, aren't you? Maybe. Simpsons. Hey, 
guys. This is Raf, aka Rhythmic, and the Farm host of Issue Night. Yeah, I did it again. So I just I just heard episode thirty eight, and I wanted to tell you why I didn't like Star Wars episode two. I why I hate it the most out of all six of them. Well, I don't hate it. Um, it's just okay. I'll, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a scene, a few scenes actually. The there's the one where he goes, where Anakin goes. I hate sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Not like here. Everything's soft and smooth. That's pretty just bad. Just for, uh, for Padme's arm. Uh, not so cool. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, kind of badly acted. And then there's the scene where I think they're eating and then out of nowhere it just jump cuts right to Padme in this freaking dominatrix outfit, and, and she and Anakin are about to get it on, and then suddenly they stop, and it's just like so weird. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, are there worse movies than Episode Two? Yes, there are. It's just, I mean, the, the acting in that movie is so much worse compared to Three and One, and I also like One because it's it had that newness to it. Okay, I mean, if I if you if you had to if I if I had to choose uh, a scene that was terrific in Episode Two, though, I mean there are a few: the Anakin Obi Wan versus Count Dooku fight, the Jedi jumping in. I mean, Episode Two was a great movie. It's just there are there are t- so many elements I dislike of it more so than the other movies that it's just at the bottom. I mean, I don't hate Episode Two. I actually like all the Star Wars movies. Uh, as much as I don't want to because people tell me not to like them because they say it sucks <laughs> and I go, okay, well, I guess it sucks. But anyway, uh, I, that, those are my reasons. The bad acting, the bad chemistry between uh, Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen, and that, that's it, really. I mean, because that's the main relationship in the movie and it just wasn't good. I mean, you know what? I actually love Obi-Wan Kenobi throughout the first trilogy. Uh, through one, two, two, and three, because he's got such character and everything, and he, I, I, just, I don't know. Anyway, that I, I'm before I ramble too long. I've already rambled too long. Uh, thanks again, guys, for for allowing me to do this stuff. And yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to wasting more half hours with you guys, or maybe a little more because you guys go over your Star Wars. But hey, listen, all, right? <laughs> all right, bye guys. He's right though, man. That that whole scene when they're out on the patio, yeah, everything here's. Soft and I was like, ugh, I wanted to throw up. That is like the that is the worst writing. Um, but you know, for everything that's um, that movie is very disjointed. But I mean, when you get to things like the arena scene and yeah. you know that last reel of the movie is just so exciting, it almost makes me forget everything the build up towards it. You know, um, since we're on kind of a Star Wars uh, tangent here, my buddy Todd Hartzell. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> drummer of the Sundogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote an email that says, Brad, you know I love your geekiness, but if you want that little boy to be Han, he's talking about what I was talking about in the... When we were talking about the Clone Wars show. Yeah, yeah. How would you explain later on his disdain for the Force as Hocus Pocus? <laughs> that little boy saw all those amazing acts of the Force. Wouldn't he have been the biggest believer in the world after seeing that? Sorry to rain on your symmetry parade. Well... Yeah. Okay, Todd, you got us. And yeah. Todd's not the only one that uh, that called me on that. Uh, Bob Heine, friend of ours on the oh. boards, he says, sorry to disappoint, but that boy could not be Han Solo because Han clearly states in episode four that he doesn't believe in the Force. Here is a transcript. And then he quotes, he quotes Han Oh, here. my. Uh, Bob. 
Han Solo after Luke is zapped during lightsaber training on the Millennium Falcon. Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. You don't believe in the Force, do you? Kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other, seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical energy field controls my destiny. It's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. And he says, if a young Han Solo had witnessed Mace, witnessed Mace Windu battling the droids, he would not have had that belief. And you guys are both right, and you've both made me ex- incredibly sad <laughs> that, uh, that, A, that I didn't think of that myself. I'm mm-hmm. kind of embarrassed. And, B, that would have been cool. It, yeah, had that, it, had that yeah, been Han Solo. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I, and I, I agree with them, and I agree with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, the facts, the, the facts support their argument, but um, no, the, and they're they're hundred percent right. Yeah, and how, colleague, they're like they're like Star Wars lawyers, you know, they're like Star Wars historians. Because that didn't even occur to me, Brad. I was so excited when you came up with that idea. I, I was like, oh my gosh. Well, when I I read, Todd Todd wrote us the email first before Bob posted it, um, but when I read. Todd's email. I was like, "Dad, gum. He's right." Dad, gum. And uh, we got another, um, we got another voicemail from us, <laughs> somebody special. Mm. Remember the uh, we we're talking about Mike. One of us asked, you know, did um, Dooku know that that uh, Palpatine and Sidious were the same person? Yeah. We got an expert left us a message about uh, no, that. Oh, okay, another Star Wars historian. Yeah. Okay. Hello, is this the half hour wasted guys? This is Emperor Palpatine. Oh! I recently heard your episode, and you rebel scum. I mean, wait, 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 no, no, don't, don't insult them, don't insult them. Well, you wanted to question my relationship with Darth Tyrannus, and yes, he was aware of my identity as the Emperor. Or, and in that case, the. Oh, what was I? Chancellor, that's right, I was Chancellor, and I told him, and he was aware of it in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. If you had been paying attention to our dialogue, you would know this. And in Episode 3, when he looks over at me, begging for some mercy, Dark Lords of the Sith do not give mercy. He knew what he was in for when he signed up to be my apprentice. Besides, there can only be a Sith Lord... An apprentice, and Anakin's powers were too great to deny, and so we must be rid of Tyrannus. Yes, young Skywalker, we must be rid of Tyrannus. Anyway, your rebel friends are too late, young Skywalker. <laughs> okay. I kind of lost it at the end there. Okay. That is not Palpatine. It's not. Because he's dead. That's that's true. So that was not. See, you can't pull one over no. on me. You know, I'm like a detective. <laughs> you know that sounded. You know, it sounded like Wraith. Oh, you think it was? Yeah. Okay. It sounded like him, but he again. He's he's right. Uh, there's a that scene at the end of episode two, where um, Lord Tyrannus appears. You know, at the end, he flies in a ship mm-hmm. over in the industrial part of Coruscant yes, I and flies that. into. Uh, Sidious's hideout, and uh, you know, Sidious greets him, "Welcome home, Lord Zyranus." And then they have a little conversation, 
And he says, Sidious says, I have the Senate bogged down in procedures. You know, so that right there. Yeah, that. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I can't even look at you. I'm embarrassed. That coupled with the look that he gave Palpatine Mm -hmm. in episode three when he says, do it. And he looks over at him like, are you seriously? You're going to have him cut my head off? Dude, I thought we were cool. I thought we were friends. We're buds, aren't we? Mm. So, yeah, I guess Dooku did know. Dooku did know. I don't have any more voicemails. Okay. Well, that's that's actually good because... Oh, look at that. I do have one more, one more, uh, one more, uh, uh, email that I wanted to read from Bob, Bob Bretal. Okay. JLA fan. Yes. And then we'll, and then we'll close. He says, hi guys. I was listening to episode 49. I think he means 39. Did he mean 39? Maybe he has a. Maybe he's in the future. Maybe he's, maybe this is future Bob. Oh my gosh. Sending an email to us in the past. What are the lottery numbers for? Yeah. I was listening to episode 39, maybe, and aside from the fact that I was aghast at how much Frank hated the Silver Age Green Lantern, (laughs) I wanted to point out an error you made about the Legion Showcase. The DC Showcases do present all the stories of a character in chronological order. It may not seem that way to you if you look at the issues presented, something like Adventure Comics number 247, 267, 282, 290, 93, mm-hmm. and 300 through 328. Yeah. Action Comics, blah, 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 blah. The point is there's a bunch of different ones. Uh, then he says, however, you have to keep in mind that when the Legion was introduced, it did not appear on a regular basis, nor did they have their own title for a really long time. But instead, they happened along every now and again in Adventure, Action, Superboy, etc. Which does, yeah. Just figured you might want to know that you were not missing any stories and that the DC showcases do, in fact, reprint all the stories just like the essentials, not just some of the stories. Keep up the great work on the shows. Um, okay. And what's his show's name? Uh, Him and... and, and um, the Weekly Comics Spotlight Podcast. I listened. I, I listened to yeah. He and John Mayo yeah. from uh, Austin, Texas. I listened to one of them just the other day, uh-huh. and it somewhat reminded us, reminded me of our show. Only good. And, oh yeah. And they knew what they were talking about. Oh well, then I might listen to it. Give us something to aspire to. Um, thank you for that, Bob. And in all fairness to Peter Rios, he he basically said almost the same thing on our message board. Oh okay okay. So if Peter still listens, okay. you were um, you were on the ball too there, Pete. Well, let's let's wrap up. I want to remind everyone of our Star Wars contest we're having. Star Wars joke yes. theme contest. We will we will play. We will have the winner or announce the winner when we do uh, episode four. New Hope, which will probably be several weeks down the road. But uh, we're looking for a Star Wars themed joke. Uh, um, you know, try to keep it all ages and. Um, you know, give us a call in our voicemail, Brad. What's that number? That number is 641-715-3900, extension 775-0064-POUND. And, of course, we'll put that in the show notes for you. Or just call in and leave us a, uh, a message. But if you do leave a joke, we have a whole bunch of trades that Johnny M. gave us mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we'll give you we'll give you several and send them to you. Um, they run the gamut. I think we read that list of what they were on another mm-hmm. show. But um, so you could win a trade just by telling us a Star Wars themed joke. Now, it's in the. It's all in the delivery of the joke. Yes. 
It's got to be original. It's got to be the good timing, good comedy, comedic timing. I, you know, Brad, I won't even say it has to be original, just as long as the timing is good. I mean, good. Your, your, your delivery, the joke yes. doesn't have to be original, but your delivery of it yes. needs to sound like nothing that we've heard before. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be good. Yeah. Uh, not like the way we tell jokes. Yes. There's a rabbi, mm-hmm. a nun, and a priest walk into a bar. Okay. Bartender what- looks up and says, what is this, a joke? No? Nothing? Just play the ending music. Let's right. get out of here. <laughs> if okay. you have, if you, leave us a phone number or leave us a voicemail or drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Visit us at www.comicgeekspeak.com. Comicgeekspeak.com? Oh my gosh. Halfhourwasted.com, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, and go visit our friends at Comic Geek Speak. Yeah, because they're cool dudes. Uh, Anyway, Brad, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week, Frank. That was a good joke. It was good. Sure. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay.